I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Oh, ring, ring. Someone's calling. Oh. <laughs> Is the call coming from inside my house? No, it's coming from a really creepy warehouse somewhere in the valley. I don't know. <laughs> With some really colorful characters working in this place, let me tell you. I'm, I'm not sure, like, uh, that ending... I don't really, I'm not, what the fuck? I don't understand it. Really. I don't know. <laughs> it definitely, yeah, I'll leave some questions there. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't just play that role himself instead of getting yeah. what's his face. I think he does a voiceover as the preacher on the TV. That sounded like him. Mm. I'm okay. assuming that's Yeah, I could, I, could, I could see that, yeah. I don't know why, I but it just it's... had a similar cadence. Yeah, yeah. Robert Picardo, right? That's, that's the, right, the guy yeah. that plays mark dark from the howling um, and uh howling one of those star, star shows. trek and, star trek yeah yeah star moms i don't know star <laughs> wars moms. i don't know whatever <laughs> yeah i don't know the holly um, body classic yes <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's done a lot of shit he's been in everything but I guess Robert was um, like, you know, like, I'm directing this movie. It's my first time. I want to be yeah. on set. I want to be pre- present. It's tough to direct yourself and everybody else sure. at the same time. It's just, it's very weird. It's very strange. You would know. Yes. Yeah. You, have, you had experience with that. Yes. You always kind of feel like you're slacking in one area. You're you're like, am I mm, sure. giving my performance the right amount that it needs? Am I giving the other actors the right amount? Like, you just, you, you never know. But it's a good directorial sure. debut, though. I mean, it's got some so. style. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's grungy, but in mm-hmm. a stylistic way. and uh, It looks a lot like uh, Nightmare 4 a bit. Just like the way it's yeah. lit. Like all the greens yeah. and pinks and stuff like that. It's pretty. I get like Nightmare meets like Teen Wolf vibes with yeah. like transforming, but like Freddy's Revenge meets like Teen Wolf kind of thing. Maybe a little uh, bit of like vamp in there it kind of has like a similar yeah yeah that look grunge that, you know? yeah yeah i miss that 80s colorful yet grungy look you know it was mm-hmm. it was stylish mm-hmm. but it still had a little bit of grit so it, it was like we're not yeah. exactly a big mgm musical here but we're you know yeah. we're we've got a little bit of pizzazz yes Horrible Everything just looks... pizzazz nowadays. No, the, the, we need some more pizzazz. We do need where, more pizzazz. Where do you pizzazz. find that? It, uh, you know, do not they sell that in stores? Netflix, that's for sure. Every horror film that ends up on Netflix always looks the exact same. Yeah. I'm like, what is with, like, is there just like a Netflix filter that you stick on it once your film's bought by them? And just like. They all have really bad look. posters, too. Like, oh, they're God, all they're marketed so the same, and it's just... it's They're boring. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I really yeah. thought the floating head thing would be gone by now, but that's still yeah, sticking around still sometimes. And I'm like, first mm-hmm. of all, don't have a floating head poster if we don't know who the fuck is in this movie. Like, if, if it's a big yeah. name, okay, I get it. But when it's like, Grant Leflergenblergen in, you know, mm-hmm. Night Watchmen, I'm like, well, I don't know who that is. Should yeah. I know? ridiculous whereas in the 80s sometimes the posters were better than the actual movies but, oh you know, yeah i mean happens. i would say about like maybe 70 80 percent of the time yeah. you know was, they were a little bit better than the actual movie but 
you know, that, what are you was, do? that was part of the, of the fun of the yeah. movie going experience was being like, this looks really good. Is it going to live up? <laughs> and every now and then one yeah, would true. live up to the art mm-hmm. or even surpass mm-hmm. it. Yes. That was always interesting when they would. It was rare, yeah. but it would happen. Every every now and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that great movie theater, too. That um, You never oh, really yes. go inside the actual theater, but you see the outside and the, the production Diablo. booth and everything. And, yeah. Do you notice yeah. how many things in this are, like, devil-related? Yes, It's I like did. there's all yeah. this, like, like there's products on the ta- table that are, like, devil mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like everything's yeah. something with the devil. The operator at one point is like, this is operator 13. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's true. And uh, for some reason, he has to get like devil's root to, mm-hmm. to instead of blood. I don't Mama's know. To, but okay. Devil's root. Yeah. Mama's devil's root. <laughs> I love Stephen Jeffries at this. He's, he's I think just he's having adorable a blast. adorable in this. He's so yeah. great. I, I think I actually like him more in this than I do Fright Night. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I know it's probably unpopular, yeah. well, he gets, but. He gets more to do here. Than he, he, he really he's does. So, yeah. He's obnoxious in Fright Night. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's memorable um, in Fright Night, of course, but yeah, I just think the way he's like styled here, he's just so cute. He's just so sweet, yeah. and he's kind of a little nerd, and I don't know, maybe that's just Repressed more pressed, yeah, as fuck. But yeah, I like that. You could read this as a gay kind of thing too, with him just you being could. raised religious and oh, uh, repressed forever, and then finally mm. gets to let it all out. If you're raised by Sandy Dennis, I'm assuming <laughs> Sandy there's Dennis, a yeah. pretty good chance you're going to be gay. <laughs> God, she is on a whole nother level in this movie, I swear. <laughs> she is playing to the balcony of a theater yes. 15 years away from her. I don't know. It is. It's something else. <laughs> yes. <is> so great. <laughs> With that giant wig. And Multiple it's, it's, uh... wigs. I believe yes. Aunt Lucy walked so that Moira Rose could, could run. Because I could see it. every yeah. scene is a different wig. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love it. She can join um, the Blood Rage crew. and Oh, that would be great. S- Louise yes. Lasser and Sandy Louise Dennis. Louise Lasser and Sandy Dennis. And in <laughs> anything, I'll watch really. just sitting by the fridge eating chicken bones. And oh that's, that's, all I want. that's my idea of a per- perfect film. Louise Lasser and Sandy Dennis in Leftovers, the motion picture. Leftovers. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> they would make it work. And like... Th- Throw yeah. Karen Black in there. We've got ourselves a movie. Yeah. That would be great. It's true. I, I love actresses like that that are just so wacky and quirky. Mm-hmm. And you you just, you never know what they're going to do with a line. Like, it could be the most simple line. Just go to the grocery store. And they'll be like, go to the grocery store. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, who would have thought that would be how they would say it? I don't get That's so weird. <laughs> but I love that. You know, you just if never you, know what you're gonna get. You just have to commit to it. Yeah, yeah. whatever you end up doing, make a strong choice. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's true. And everyone seems to think they're in the 1950s or something in this because yeah. all the music is from the 50s, and I, they have a jukebox. And uh, I don't yeah, think it's set in they, the 50s though, because some of these no. uh, like hairstyles are very 80s. So I assume yeah, it's in the 80s. But it's like they go to like a little fun diner for like a date. Like yeah. it, it it is very like American graffiti ish or something. Yeah, it's it's everybody in the '80s was obsessed with the '50s. So you got all this nostalgia stuff. That's like Back true. Back to the Future is like the yeah. height of that, and so that's probably what 
some of this is as well. well I guess Robert um, England was kind of like born and raised ar- around yeah. that time too so he's probably yeah. I, I think when people make a film about like adolescence they usually use their own as kind of a right. template so I'm sure that's got something to do with it you know oh what a time mm-hmm. to be alive in general my yeah. god <clears throat> oh. go get your vaccines folks people are still stupid in case you haven't noticed people are dumb mm-hmm. we thought we were out of the, the, the whatever apocalypse here but yeah. apocalypse yeah. but uh we were like we stopped going. the apocalypse you guys this is great and it's like not so fast we got no, not so much delta burke variant over here trying to fuck some delta, shit up delta plus delta oh. burke delta airlines delta all the unleaded evil i don't things know I'm, delta unleaded, I'm yeah. just i'm so over it <laughs> Delta new. I'm so done. <laughs> what was that? Was that uh, Delta new? new Legally blonde. Yeah, right. yeah. Delta new, new, new. Delta new. Sometimes I just get these random flashes of things, and that's one one yes. of those things. I'll just be like driving in my car and just be be like Delta new, new. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, life is weird, people. And you need yeah. to be careful, be safe. I mean, I know we're probably mm. pre- preaching to the choir here. I don't think there's many conspiracy QAnon people that are, like, listening to a show called Homos on Haunted Hill. So, yeah, y'all are probably yeah. all but, smart. But Yeah, some of y'all that are maybe too into X-Files, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe a couple of y'all. But <laughs> you conspiracy theorists. Yeah. You're no scully. The truth is out there, but... So is a bunch of lies. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, be careful with that, y'all. So you won't find that truth on Facebook. You will not. No, you will not. No, you shan't. Shan't. Or on your lizard people forums or whatever the fuck people Facebook's look terrible. For. I'm trying to spend less time on it. It's just, it's just terrible. I, I can't. Yeah, I've anymore. noticed I'm doing more in- Instagram than Instagram Facebook. is better, yeah. I feel like I can yeah. be myself more on Instagram. I still have people on Facebook yeah. that I don't like, and I'm like, why do I have these yeah. people on there? It's like, you know, like like friends of friends of my parents. I'm like, why did you friend right. me? We have nothing right. in common, you know, yeah. but yeah. I'm still kind of like, I don't want to post anything that's going to make them say, well, I declare, you know. So. Yeah, I had to make all my stuff, like, private because of that. So now I have, like, Ugh. four different lists of people that i have like one that's like just horror people and then that's usually what i just post on because they're the only ones that i can post whatever but. isn't that the goddamn truth the horror folks yeah. have been lovely these are people yeah. you can just be yourself with they don't judge that much you know they're just nice it's everyone yeah. else you gotta watch watch out for the, the good christians of the world out there mm, Careful for that. those chastity pariahs over there mm-hmm <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. I know what you do They'll with a you. picnic potluck. <laughs> Don't you fool me. We've seen that movie. <laughs> I, I saw it all happen. Yeah. Edie McClurg should have been in this. I don't know as what. I mean, she, yeah, just as like Aunt Lucy's cousin or something who just maybe comes in. the te- the teacher who does nothing. So maybe oh, yeah. her. The teacher and the private detective in this who do absolutely nothing. It's just there. It just slows the movie down. And I seem to remember on the VHS tape, they released this as the uncut version, but it wasn't uncut Mm -hmm. in terms of gore. It was uncut in terms of like 15 minutes of like extra scenes, mostly with them. I was like, Mm. who asked for this? No one. 
they serve no purpose. Like, yeah. they never even, they barely even interact with the rest of the cast. Mm-mm. It's just like, why are they in this? It's like the detective from Witchboard. Like, yeah. what's with these extraneous detectives? We here? don't need them. Usually, you get to the end of a horror film, and the detective or the pol- policeman that's that's been on the case, tracking the killer or whatever, mm-hmm. shows up, and they prove to be absolutely useless. Yep. So it's like you've been spending all this time with this person who ends up not really interacting with anybody or helping the film in any way. Yeah. So why yeah. bother? Uh, there's been a couple newsworthy things here. We got uh, some casting on the Adams Family series, which is yes. Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, Luis Guzman. And, Listen, uh, I don't Jenny hate it. Ortega. I don't hate it. You I know? don't hate it at all. Um, And then we have a... September 24th premiere date for a new Mike Flanagan series, so that's gone. That's true. Uh, Midnight Mass, Midnight right? Mass. Yeah. That sounds, Trailer looks you know, interesting. nothing about it, but it looks, looks interesting. Yeah. Seems like some sort of, like, island with a creepy priest who's making mm-hmm. miracles happen, but are they really miracles? Is there some sort of... Is it, it like, like, is it, he the yeah. devil? I don't know. I'm willing to bet he's the devil because it's Mike Flanagan. and I will follow Mike Flanagan, yes. I will follow him. He's... To the midnight mass. <laughs> There's a new season of um, that slasher show out there too that uh, looks mm. interesting. It's the same David director Cro- as the Cronenberg, previous season, which yeah. I actually liked. Yes, Elliot Cronenberg's in it, but yeah. uh, it's uh, Adam McDonald. I want to say I don't know, but he directed the previous season. And it was quite good. So we'll see. That's going on. They're releasing Scream in theaters for like a day or something in that's October. Cool. That's the thing that's happening. I, I've never um, seen it in on a big screen, so I might actually actually go just to... I might, but it's going to be like the height of the Delta thing. stuff probably again. Yeah, and, uh, we'll I see. Know. I'm like, don't um, don't ruin this, people. I mean, you already did, but about, you know. Yeah, and I've been reading stuff about like waiting vaccine efficiency and mm. after several months, and I'm like, great. Yeah, Mike, so right about the time when mine's supposed to wear off will be yeah, October-ish, yeah. and I'll be like, oh, here I am to see Halloween Kills. This is what's yes. going to kill me. Yes. Listen, if this movie ends up being a, di- a disappointment and I die mm-hmm. because I, I went mm-hmm. to see it, I'm going to be so mad. I'm, I'm going to haunt David <laughs> Gord- Gordon Green so hard. I will haunt Jamie Lee, give her some real trauma. I'll do it. All the trauma. <laughs> All the trauma for Jamie Lee. There's a lot coming out in October. There's that new, I know we did last summer series. Indeed. Dropping. In Hawaii. October 15th in Hawaii for some reason. Yeah. I've uh, seen like three pictures from the set and it looks yeah, that's like awesome. identical to the original movie. Um, So I don't yeah. know. Even like the little message on the mirror and the girl in the middle of the road, like being like, we just hit someone. So I don't know. The release schedule looks weird too. They're dropping like four episodes all at once. And then they're doing weekly till like November 12th. It's like, why don't you just Just time it out to have the last episode come out around Halloween or something like, you know, it's fucking annoying. Speaking of Thanksgiving, I didn't realize this movie takes place around Thanksgiving, but like when he calls the phone line, they're like, oh, it's November 28th or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Um, really brings the family together yeah, it's like that weird like in between thanksgiving christmas thing where it's like just like a weird yeah. time that's a really good time for yeah. a horror film to take to take place because nothing else is really going on it's just a strange yeah. time go see a movie at your old theater and yeah i, I just love all the like the, the garbage just like outside of the theater the whole time and nobody <laughs> picks it up or it's, so and it's like run by Trashy. these teenagers and it's great yeah <laughs> just billowing in oh, the gosh. wind it adds tech texture oh, 
This has nothing to do with texture. But our powers have proved oh, mm-hmm. to work well, right? After a year of begging. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now it's just getting scary because yes. Killer Party yes. is coming Killer Party, baby. to Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently they can't find the uncut version, so boo. Ugh. But, you know, Stranger Things have happened. They couldn't find the uncut parts of Friday the 13th Part 2 for 50,000 years, and they finally did at yeah. some point. But... So maybe yeah. when we turn like 55, they'll be like, we just opened up this capsule and found this VHS work print of Killer Party. <laughs> These are the best times of our lives. <laughs> These are the best times. <laughs> um, something to look forward to when I'm in a yeah. retirement home. And yeah. I'm just glad it's coming to Blu-ray because mm-hmm. it, it needed an up, mm-hmm. an up an upgrade and they say that special features are in progress so maybe we'll get some good interviews with some 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 of the gals but where's hello mary lou god damn it yeah where is hello mary lou and the stepford um, wives where is it but yeah at least we'll be able to see the vivia's giant paperclip earrings yes. so i'm excited for that now sparkling hd all their glory oh. and uh, deadly friend also deadly coming to blu-ray for the first time in I october adore. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy. It's fucking nuts. Exploding it's heads. Crazy. And, yeah. and they already have an interview with Miss Christy Swanson, QAnon loon that she is. So that should be fun. She'll prob- probably be like, I loved making Deadly Friend. Wes Craven was a genius. By the way, vaccines will kill you. <laughs> like, well, Jesus, Christy, calm down. Oh, she's terrible. Go oh. back into that attic and be a flower, girl. Stop it. Eat the cookie, bitch. I just love how, like, everyone from the original Buffy movie is dead except for her now, and it just makes me sad. <laughs> well, wait, I don't think Donald Sutherland's dead, right? Well, he's not dead, I guess. But uh, Luke Perry Wasn't and... Wasn't David uh, Arquette um, in that, too? Yeah, I guess he's around, too. He's alive, yeah, So too. basically, it's just Kevin, Luke Perry. they're not all dead. And, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his face? I can't names. Uh, Rutger Hauer? From The Hitcher. Rutger Hauer, thank yeah. you. Yeah, Rutger Hauer and... Uh, yeah. so that's only two people, Kevin. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's all like dead. half the main cast, but yes. <laughs> and I guess Paul Rubens is still alive, too. He is? Uh, yes, he so, is. So, you know, people are living, but yeah. not those two. Not the two people that I care the most about. The best people in the movie. Also, Scream's coming to 4K. That's exciting, I guess. But will and, it be uh, the uncut version? Probably not. I doubt it. Which is stupid. They have the materials. Like, just fucking do it, you know? Have you watched anything? Um, what have I watched? What have I watched? I watched... What the... F- I watched some... Oh! Um, To the Devil, A Daughter. Which mm. is a Hammer film starring Natasha Kinski and Christopher Lee. Nice. And Richard Vidmark. And it's... Uh, it was alright. Um, Just okay. It yeah. was... It's about this, this girl who is sent to be a nun for this weird group of people who are actually like satanists and it's like run by christopher lee and for some reason they need her to like have the devil as a baby i don't it's very confusing hmm. um but it, it was it was enjoyable ish i watched one with a terrible title that i like quite a bit it's oh. called my heart can't beat unless you tell it to God, that sounds what the so fuck emo. does that mean what is couldn't that? tell you yeah it, it, it oh. is kind of an emo movie but <laughs> still the title is why it, it, it it's like a um, torch song what is that yeah My mixed with like a jello a little beat. bit like yeah yeah a very emo movie about a dysfunctional family which i'm always here for no it's got some queer, queer undertones 
I know, right? <laughs> uh, it's got maybe vampirism, although oh. who knows? I mean, oh, it's that like, mysterious like semi-vampirism. Yeah, it's like, which those are kind of always the best because it's like, yeah. it's not really focused on that. Um, but it's like this brother and sister and they're adults and they're taking care of the younger brother who might be a vampire, but mm. um, so they have to go out and they kill people and they bring them back to him uh, to eat and you know drink their blood and everything to sustain. And uh, one of them is Patrick Fugit, Fujit. I always say his name wrong. Fujit, Fujit. I think it's right. Yeah, I think it's Fugit, right? Fugit. 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 So. All right, we'll go with Maybe. that. Maybe we'll I don't know. That. Our boy Patty, but he, yeah. he's really good in this, and uh, he's really just. I mean, tortured straight white guy, whatever. But you know, he's uh, he's feeling bad about killing these people to have his brother eat them, which you know, understandable. And uh, the sister is just kind of. Uh, a little bit psycho, but uh, also devoted to her family. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those movies where like not a whole lot happens, but a lot happens because this sounds good. it's just, it's, I like the family angle a lot and uh, shit kind of hits the fan. Um, they're all kind of in this existential crisis place and uh, that's always fun. But yeah, I liked it. It's, it's worth check checking out. out. It's definitely one of the better ones I've seen this year so far. So we'll see. Nice. Um, nice. It's got some random karaoke scenes too, which I always love that. Always appreciated. Always, always a plus. No film um, cannot be elevated by a little extra karaoke or a shopping montage. So, 1988, the year of my birth. Weird transitional time in horror. You got the big slasher franchises. They're still running, but they're starting to get really weird or going to Manhattan or whatever the shit's going on. Uh, there's other stuff in the mix, too, like The Vanishing and uh, uh, Dead Ringers and The Blob and They Live and Hellraiser 2 and it's just Night of the Demons, Waxwork, you know? Wow. Good year, all over, actually. All over the place. Sure. Good year. Uh, very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, 80s, also big satanic panic years. So um, we get some of these, uh, a, a, a rise of these satanic movies again after the 60s and 70s a little bit. Uh, this was kind of a random quote here from the New York Times about, if anyone doesn't know what was going on there, it was like in the 80s, you had all these baseless conspiracy theories about cults and committing mass child abuse spread around the country, which might sound familiar to right now with all this QAnon shit. And uh, talk shows and news programs fanned the fears and authorities investigated hundreds of allegations. And even as cases slowly collapsed and skepticism, skepticism prevailed, defendants went to prison, families were traumatized, and millions of dollars were spent on prosecution. prosecutions. I can't talk. So there's a lot of shit going on there with that. And uh, 976 Evil here, directed by, of course, Freddy Krueger himself, Robert England, as we've said. Mm-hmm. One of only two directing films to his name. I have not seen the other one. Have you? It's a Killer Pad from I 2008. I have not seen it. No, I have not. Might be worth checking out. I don't Probably know. Probably should. Starring the beautiful Stephen Jeffries from For Right Night and uh, Jim Metzler. And uh, of course, we said Sandy motherfucking Dennis mm-hmm. and Maria Rubel and uh, Pat O'Brien. A, the title refers to the 976 telephone exchange, which is now mostly defunct, but it was this premium rate telephone number system that was popular in the late 80s. It has since been superseded by the area code 900. It was released by New Line Cinema in the UK in December 1988 and in the United States in 1989. So it's one of those oh. between-year movies. Uh, received mostly negative reviews, but we don't care about them, so no. who cares? Fuck them. And, <laughs> some of the reviews are not too bad. They just kind of say the second half loses touch a little bit, which I kind I of mean, agree with. I mean, it kind of does, yeah. It just, yeah, yeah. But I think I think even the first, like, three-fourths is pretty solid, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um when we start getting to the point where it's like, why is hell frozen over? I'm like, what, what's, what's happening here? Well, because he um, says he it earlier in the film, like when hell yeah. freezes over, this will happen. So I guess so. Yeah. It was yeah. mentioned. Was, I'll give him that much. Yeah. <laughs> but the, 
but then the ground opens up and there's fire later on. So it's like, yeah, what's happening? Like, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, just stick to a concept. Is it frozen yeah, or is it concept. just a, or is it a pit of hell? I have not seen the sequel either. The right? Have you? That's I have. A, I remember finding it yeah. very enjoyable. I think, hmm. um, uh, what's his name returns? Um, uh, Patrick O'Brien. Yes. I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't remember much about it except it's very different. It's almost like they just took his character and stuck him in like another spec script, kind of like those Hellraiser sequels. But sure. it was entertaining. Hmm. I'll have to dig it up here, maybe around Halloween time. We'll yeah. see. Um, yeah. Uh, like we said, grungy, grungy movie. It's got a kind of a dreamlike feel to it at times too and uh yeah. everybody's so heightened like we said they're not they're uh, they're realistic ish when they need to be but still very over the top and uh yeah i don't know i like the relationship between him and his cousin and uh how he's always kind of looking up to this guy and mm. uh this guy doesn't really have his shit figured out either but um hoax thinks he does and uh, i like how his name's hoax too what yeah. a name well he thinks he's got his shit because he he um he drives a motorcycle and has a girlfriend yes and at yes. that age that's all it really takes <laughs> so, that's all yeah that's all you need really like yeah. oh cool you must know what you're doing meanwhile hoax is living with this very repressed mother and uh uh who's you know god-loving god-fearing christian here and uh, wig aficionado mm-hmm. wigs. Wig, wigs aplenty from wigs are us <laughs> yes it's like a wig and, store uh, basically and Hoax has to get his jollies reading National Geographic magazines. <laughs> and... Oh, it's great. It's, it's sad. Great. Yeah, it's it's this interesting little relationship that they have. And mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. kind of the heart of the movie in some ways. And I think when whenever it kind of strays from that is when it kind of gets off off course a bit. Yeah, when we start getting the detective and shit. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm like I, I I don't I don't care about this at all. No, like um, does the detective even have a name? I don't think he does. I think he no, says it like at the beginning, like I'm so once, so yeah. so and so from the blah blah blah, and then yeah, I forgot it because yeah. I was like this character is Me useless. <laughs> also, like how the mom just a little character thing keeps plastic on all the furniture, which again <laughs> plays up plays up the whole like sterilized like you're not allowed to touch too. anything and yeah. yeah yeah that too yeah yeah the, the, this hoax kid has just been raised in this very bad atmosphere and mm-hmm. uh so finally when he gets a taste of bad it really comes out in full here what, what else is going on here i mean it, it starts raining fish at one point right yeah i don't, I don't know yeah well i mean that ever explained what's there going on with is that? an opening prologue where there's this this dude like wandering the, the streets and he's like freaking mm-hmm. out and this phone booth keeps ringing and he finally picks up the phone and it electrocutes him and he like spins yeah. through the air we never hear about this guy again it's like I'm almost wondering if yeah. like they shot the film and then they were like, you know, nothing really scary ha- happens for like an hour, so maybe you should just shoot this once. And and there's another scene like that, maybe twenty thirty minutes in, with another yeah. lady who we don't know, and she's like impaled with like broken glass that flies at her from a shop w- window. Yeah, I assume they've called the hotline and. Yeah. Um... Rather, rather than be possessed all the way because they didn't do the ceremony like he did, I mm-hmm. guess. But they still, um, 
get punished for calling the hotline, I guess, or not doing yeah. what Satan wants. Or, it's like, what um, are the rules? Like, how many of these things do you need to do before yeah. they get pissed off? Because um, Spike, he's the first one to, to call because he finds the hotline card in a in a magazine. And so he just calls us as, as like a joke just to see. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it do, doesn't it predict the raining of the fish or something too? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. and, and then, then it just then starts it to rain uh, fish, and they're like, "It's it's, like it's a miracle." That scene, it's like that scene from uh, Magnolia. Magno- oh, that ending. Like, Very odd, but yeah, this yeah. this uh, the same kind of thing happens here, but it is more of a paranormal film, so it fits. And yeah. um, Aunt Lucy's like fucking thrilled. Like she's like, "This is the coolest thing ever!" Like it's a gift from God, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. when this dude shows up to the house. This investigator for like a magazine he says but then it's like is he really with the magazine or is he lying i don't know i have no idea what's going on with this guy i don't either he's a bit of a mystery and he talks to aunt lucy and she's all like oh it was just a miracle they were flying from the sky and so he starts to like stalk spike and hoax and um and hoax makes the mistake of telling this story to all of the kids at school who bu- bully him so they like beat him up and spike has to like tell them hey guys stop it you know and then he uses the hotline again he calls because he, he there's these uh these gloves that he wants at this bike repair shop thing and he's mm-hmm. like i could take them but he calls up the hotline and they're like, just claim what's rightfully yours. And he's like, oh, that must mean I should take the gloves. And he doesn't. And then he gets another phone call in the phone booth. And they're like, be sure to look both ways before you cross the street. <laughs> and as he's crossing the street, he drops all of his change. And this car just comes to life and almost hits him. And he's saved by the investigator guy. That must be the only reason why he's here. I don't know. Just to save him in that one scene. <laughs> I don't remember this scene at all. I wonder really? if the version I watched was edited or something. This then. is the <laughs> theat- theatrical cut that I watched. So, hmm. yeah, cuz it's like 92 minutes or something. I think the ex- extended ones like 100 and something like 115 hmm. or something. I don't know. Maybe I just zoned out. I do not remember this whole car thing, but uh interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so he like saves them and they have like a conversation at the diner which we don't really see. And I think the diner's called like is it like Dante's or something? I don't know. It's like something with the something like devil that, yeah. or hell. And uh and like hoax is really upset because spike has a girlfriend named Susie, mm-hmm. and he's kind of into Ooh. her yeah he's like a peeping tom and watches them have sex yeah and, uh, because they have this like this like bank teller thing connecting their rooms because spike lives yeah. in like the guest house and so it's like yeah. this weird connective like bank tell teller thing and they like send mm-hmm. notes through it and he's like, nice girl, Spike. And and she's like, oh, my God, he's watching. And there's, like, a whole thing with, like, her panties. Like, she leaves him there because she wants an excuse to come back. And, like, mm-hmm. they leave to go to the movies. But then she gets mad because he wants to go upstairs and play poker with these douchebag guys. And, yeah. um, and then Hoax, Hoax is, like, the panties he and... steals the pa- panties and finds the the horoscope card and decides to call 
And it's all like, if you want to meet the girl of your dreams, take in a late movie. And he's like, great idea. So he goes. And Susie, who's like pissed off, has is about to leave. And so he encounters her and they decide to go get pizza. And then uh, we discover that she's really scared of sp- spiders because there's this daddy long legs like on the table and she freaks out and he tries to like mm-hmm. take it and lead it outside into safety but all the bullies show up and they beat him up and stick him in a dumpster and then they find the panties and Susie sees that and she's like I thought you were different why do you have my panties and she leaves she's mad and that's when he goes goes back home and is like I'm gonna call the horoscope thing again because that didn't work out well and it basically tells him to like draw a pentagram on his floor and use his spider to conjure up some spell to where Susie will be attacked by spiders coming out of her TV dinner back at her house. Let me tell you though, this scene with him drawing the pentagram pretty steamy with him just like shirtless and uh, sweating Mm -hmm. and glistening something else. Yeah, it's all like warm, like all the lighting's very like red Mm -hmm. and orangey and yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy, and uh, so the sp- the spell works and actually kills her. Like all these spiders come out of her TV dinner and like bite her to death and stuff. And um, he feels really bad about it, and he goes and he sees her and he he sees that it's true that it it happened and he's like oh shit. But like now he's kind of getting into his power a bit. Like and this is when it's you know it's like the power of the devils like corrupting him. It's making him feel stronger. Even the though power of Christ compels you, he kind of looks like shit though now. Like his skin starts yeah. looking weird. He gets like eye bags. His hair starts getting weird. His hair starts falling out. Yeah, yeah he gets like these out, uh so these claws that he starts to use against yeah. the bull bullies like he slices one one of them on the face and stuff in the bathroom yeah, this is very like freddy's revenge to mm-hmm. me some of these scenes yeah definitely and then in the meantime we've got this detective who for some reason decides to team up with the, the principal of the school to figure out like this 976 number like where it's being broadcast from and stuff and mm-hmm. it takes them to this dingy looking warehouse in the middle of nowhere where there's just all these call centers and he d- discovers that the 976 evil num- number is actually just like a machine but it's been turned off for months and months and months now so he's like wait what the fuck mm-hmm. so how is it working in the meantime like you know spike is just doing his thing and hoax is just getting crazier and he like threatens him at some some point like they're in the locker room and he's all like, you know, you you should – like one day I'm going to be on top of you and you're going to be on the bottom or something. I don't know. It's like when hell <laughs> freezes <gay>. over. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, right. And this locker room is lit really weird. I love the way it's lit. I've never seen a locker mm-hmm. room lit like a music video before. Like it's not lit with like mm-hmm. big fluorescent lights like real ones are. It's like this weird like greenish – teal looking light it's so cool and uh the detective and the principal keep investigating and then he goes back there at some point and he discovers that the 976 evil number is still being used and he hears 
hoax calling into it, I think, or maybe it's Spike. I can't remember. And he decides, we've got to go to their house because they're in trouble. And in the meantime, Hoax has decided to take it upon himself to kill off all the bullies at the movie theater. So he's like, so he takes two of them outside and then he comes back to the game and is like, can I interest you in a pair of hearts? And he has like their hearts yeah. and they're still beating. <laughs> and they're like, it's, oh yeah, no. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> And like two of them go up to the roof, which was not a good idea because then they're impaled. Yeah, I don't on get the that. Thing. They yeah. run up to the roof <laughs> instead of outside. Like, what the yeah. fuck is that? I'm like, it wasn't blocked. I think you could have gotten yeah. out. And then the other one is hiding in the restroom. And yeah, Mr. Blonde, he had his hand cut off by. Yeah, I think it's Marcus. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah. and he dies off screen. All of, all of the deaths in this are pretty tame, and I'm I'm not sure if, yeah. if it's because of the MPAA or not. I think it was, but I can't really tell if it, it was intentionally kind of tame or if it was genuinely cut. And so then Hoax comes back home and encounters his mom, and she's all like, "What are you doing, boy?" and and he like slices her with his claws, mm-hmm. and she dies, and then the investigator oh yeah he does kill the parrot (laughs) and then (laughs) the investigator and the principal come to the house and they walk in and it's all like iced over on the inside and like what the fuck Mm -hmm. and she walks up to the bedroom and finds lucy like and she's like her stomach has been hollowed out and her cats are like inside of her stomach <laughs> the cats are just like eating her whole like which is what cats would actually do, probably folks, so you know and then hoax pops out and is all like oh hello principal you're looking pretty tonight and then like spike shows up and tries to save the day and there's like a little scuffle and stuff and I think he's got like a gun at some point, but it does it doesn't really work on Hoax. Yeah, he like shoots him shoots in, the, in face, the face, but he just gets like a little scar. So yeah, he's fine. And then like the investigator and the principal try to climb out of the house through the little bank teller thingy between the yeah the real house and the guest house, and then hell like opens up underneath them in the back the backyard, and then mm-hmm. Spike just pushes Hoax out through the window and he goes into hell i don't know because there's like a, a, a brief second where you think like he's gonna come back because he's like remember that trip we were gonna go on with our bikes together and then it doesn't work he's still possessed and so spike's just like oh fuck it and just throws him out the window <laughs> yeah and then yeah. we see that back at the telephone operating place this guy that the investigator met who like runs it is putting Hoax's picture in this folder as if he's, like, collecting souls. And you're like, is yeah, he the devil? Yeah, he's got all these headshots in there. And yeah. I assume some kind of, yeah. Is he, an, name is Mark is he a, a casting director, or is he is he Satan? Maybe both. I mean, I've met some um, casting directors who could be Satan. I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah, starry eyes kind of thing. Too. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, and that's that. <laughs> that, that <laughs> that's all, yeah, folks. That's... Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, it's a fun little movie. Um, I kind of enjoy it. I really it do. It loses some steam in the last act, but it's it's still um, definitely worth seeking out. I like the kind of repressed religion, sexuality, whatever you want to, however you want to read it, kind of metaphors here with oh yeah, um, hoax and how he's been 
raised this way his whole life and he wasn't allowed to do anything so when he finally gets a taste of being bad of course he has to go full out bad and does all this shit which that's the lesson to be learned there folks mm-hmm. like the more you try to repress something the more it's going to come out eventually mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, worse than you ever imagined yeah it's it, it's a good time it, it's not a movie people talk about much nope. but it was definitely one i remember catching my eye in the vid- video store when i was a kid mm-hmm. has really great cover art so yeah and uh like you said for a directorial directorial debut it's quite good mm-hmm, yeah um, yeah it's very um, assured i wish it's too bad robert didn't make more movies yeah. I, I haven't seen the other one but uh i would be interesting to maybe he will later in life here i don't know you also, never know you never know you never know uh yeah so go check it out in your video store folks your <laughs> like video store. yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> 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 on your a- amazon box do we have some overlooked gems um sure i'm gonna pick the boogans have you seen the, the boogans. boogans the disney one the, d- no not disney no nope. no i think you're thinking of mr boogity is that the one you're yes thinking of? that's yeah. what i'm thinking of the boogans is the one with the uh, it's creepy like these people? friends go to a cabin in the woods i've never heard of that before and um <laughs> tell me more and they discover that there are these creatures in the basement yes yes and yes, yes, yes. that's all I'm going to reveal because I'm not big on like creature features that much. I don't usually like mm-hmm. them that much, but this movie just tickled me fancy. And it's it's like a very atmospheric and creepy kind of a movie. And they don't show the creatures that much, which is good. So that kind of yes, helps. Yes, I've not seen this since I was a, a youngin, but now that you describe it, yes. It is a good and time. Yes, good title there yes the boogans that's that's what i call my boogans. my dog i say you're a little boogans come here little boogan he's a little yeah. boogan i little boogan, little i love that word it's a beautiful word and the trailers though i urge everyone just to watch the tra- trailers or tv spots because it's, it's just this this guy like this deep voiced guy that's just just like the boogans starts friday <laughs> it just makes me laugh Wonderful. every time do i have one I, um yes you do I hope so. Yes. Uh, I don't remember how much I actually like this one, but I just saw it on my list, and uh, hopefully it's worth watching. <laughs> uh, but it's <laughs> which is a great recommendation. High recommendation. Though, right? It might be good. It might not be good. It might be terrible. I don't know. I remember it being more interesting than really good. One of those. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Sometimes those are worth checking out. Uh, it's Firstborn from 2007, and uh, this is with Elizabeth Shue. Oh, which yes, this is a good movie. This is a reason, yes. Well, and it has Elizabeth Shue in it, so there's exactly. your reason to watch it regardless. So, uh, so it's got Laura, and she's expecting. And her husband, Stephen, he's a loving guy, um, but he doesn't have a lot of time for her. Uh, and her mom lives thousands of miles away, so she doesn't have a lot of support there. So she's forced to give up her dreams when she realizes she's pregnant here. Um and uh, she has a C-section that drives her over the edge, and it makes her see things really differently. And uh, uh, she begins having all these weird hallucinations, and trust doesn't trust anyone. And she goes into this really self-destruct mode. And it's just got all these really interesting kind of postpartum depression metaphors in it. And uh, as this character, which you don't see a lot in movies, because mm-hmm. it's just not something that... Um, like, there's been a lot of movies that focus on the pregnancy, right? like you know, Rosemary's Baby and you know etc but this is really more focused on kind of after that Mm -hmm. and uh 
how it affects her and how nobody again believes her and gives her any sort of support so she uh slowly goes you know mad here and uh, does as one would in a situation like this and uh does some things that are uh oh my god uh, uh, oh pretty, yeah pretty dark i'm not gonna tell no, you but let's just say it goes to holy some places. shit so yeah if you feel like something really dark <laughs> yeah i wouldn't put it on if you want something fun <laughs> yeah but... it's not light and fluffy but it's you, no, you're definitely yeah. not gonna for, forget it yeah totally it has some yeah. very memorable moments yeah so go check those out if you would like yeah they're out there in the world somewhere and uh yeah uh, we got a couple more movies left here mm-hmm. uh, for this month. Next one is also nuts. I mean, they've all been nuts this month, but, oh, yeah. you know. So, you know, if you want to follow us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at HOHH Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Homos and Haunted Hill. You can leave us a review on iTunes. We would love that. But be nice. If you don't like us, don't leave a review. <laughs> yeah. Just exit the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yes. We'll be back next week again we with more back. possession shit. And, uh, Unless we get possessed in the meantime, and then we're like... Unless we get possessed by some Q-non person. Yeah. Not again. I can't yeah. handle that. They're nope. possessing everybody these days. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I, I think some people are genuinely possessed, because there are people that I thought were pretty normal and sane, like maybe mm-hmm. four or five, six years ago, and they have just gotten crazier. I'm like, I thought you were okay, and now you're a nutcase. What happened? This right wing, yeah, has just gotten mm. so fucking out, out of control. Mm. I, uh, And then on the left wing, we're just all tearing each other apart so much that we don't... We can't get anything to, done because we we're, anything together, cause we're like, policing everything. It's like, I'm yeah. more pure than you are, so I can't yeah. work with you. Yeah. Like, ugh. And meanwhile, the right wing is just becoming more and more homogenized and getting shit done because they're all together all the time. And it's I like, mean, I, I will give them that. They know how to yeah. network. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They, they they stick together on pretty they much everything. Do. Whereas like, we're over here tearing each other apart. And like, it's like on the this is why we're losing shit, too. Like they yes. will not back down. Nope. Ugh. Ugh. I don't understand. It. Scary world. Scary. It's scary terrifying. world. Um, it's so scary. Okay, bye, I guess. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) See ya. Bye. (laughs)